Amina. Amina, drop that sword, please. Uh, ah, I ah, am right, Amina Tu, right. daughter of Bakwatu Nku, the founder of Zizal Kingdom, and I am the greatest warrior who ever lived. Welcome to Story Story, a podcast exploring forgotten Nigerian history. You can find episodes of Story Story for free on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening from. Now to today's story. The legend and exploits of the iconic queen Amina of Zazao have rarely been told. Much of what is known of her is based on information from the Kanyu Chronicles. Other details are pulled from the oral traditions of Nigeria. As a result, the memory of Queen Amina has assumed legendary proportions in her native houseland and beyond. Queen Amina achieved so much that historians tried to rob her of her glory by questioning if she ever ruled. Hurry, hurry, go and get a bowl of water. The baby is coming. Push, Bakwa, push. Your Highness, we can almost see dead. Push more. Allah. Allah. Queen Amina lived approximately 200 years prior to the establishment of the Sokoto Caliphate Federation. She governed during the period of British colonial rule following the Islamic Jihad that overtook the region in the 19th century. Her family was wealthy as a result of trading in cloth, cola, salt, horses, and imported metals as Zazal was situated at the crossroads of three major trade corridors of northern Africa connecting the Sahara with the remote markets of the southern forest lands and the western Sudan. Zazal was one of the original seven Hausa states, the others being Daura, Kanu, Gobir, Katsina, Ranu, and Garungabas. Before Amina assumed throne, Zazal was one of the largest of these states. It was also the primary source of slaves that would be sold at the slave markets of Kanu and Katsina by Arab merchants. From an early age, Amina had a number of suitors attempt to marry her. Attempts to gain her hand included a daily offer of 10 slaves from Makama, 50 male slaves and 50 female slaves, as well as 50 bags of white and blue cloth from the Sarkin Canyon. Mother, welcome. I see you've been with the warriors again. I know that you're eager to learn the ways of the horsemen. I have no doubt that one day you will be a great one. 
But you must also learn how to take care of the home. Magajia. Mother, I have heard you on this. There are several men who would like to have your hand in marriage. Gaskia, you need to start thinking about these things. Please, my dear, don't take Allah's blessings for granted. Please. I've actually been thinking about it. Ah, I'm happy to hear that. The one who can defeat me in combat ah. is the one I, Amina, will marry. Amina too. As a part of her education, young Amina was taught military strategy and Islamic studies. As a teenage princess, Amina was a fearless fighter. She protected her family and defended the throne fiercely. Admirable and courageous on horseback, Amina was a soldier with extraordinary skill. As she grew, Princess Amina decided to pitch her tent with the warriors of the kingdom. Not one to be discouraged by the rarity of women in her chosen vocation, she forged on, imbibing the art of battle and survival. After the death of her parents in or around 1566, Amina's brother became king of Zazao. At this point, Amina had distinguished herself as a leading warrior in her brother's cavalry and gained notoriety for her military skills. She is still celebrated today in traditional House of Praise songs as Amina, daughter of Nikatao, a woman as capable as a man that was able to lead men to war. Princess Amina stood by her brother as a loyal sister and warrior in service of the king. As fate would have it, her brother Karemi died in 1576 and Amina ascended to the position of queen. Amina, do. Stay with me, brother. Stay with me. I'm dying. To the brave, no sacrifice is too great to take on. Thus, when it fell to Amina to take up the reins of the kingdom after her brother's demise, she did not shirk the responsibility or bulk under the weight of grief. She became queen, a role she had been prepared for since childhood. Only three months after being crowned queen, Amina waged a 34-year campaign against her neighbors to expand the Zazal territory. Her army, consisting of 20,000 foot soldiers and 1,000 cavalry troops, was well-trained and fearsome. Fellow warriors, we have rested enough. We have dined and we have been merry. We have cried, we have mourned the death of our loved ones. We have laid down our weapons so we can carry our children. We have stayed at home to take care of our families. But now, it is time for war. No longer shall we be at ease. There is much work to be done. So fellow warriors, resharpen your weapons. We have lands to possess for our children and unborn children. We will go as far as Kwararafa and Lupe and conquer them all. 
Queen Amina ruled in pre-colonial Nigeria, where men did not feel threatened by women in powerful positions, as it was usually understood that they deserved to be there because of age, kinship or merit, not gender. Women could even oust men who were not performing their duties effectively. From fierce warrior to wise ruler, her reign left many in awe of her insights and many others bowed before her for the sheer love she had for her kingdom and its people. She continued to fight and expand her kingdom to the greatest in history. Under her strict rule, Zazao fought and won many wars. For Queen Amina, initiating these military campaigns was not for bloodthirst, but to boost the kingdom's wealth and power, Zazao was situated at the crossroads of three major trade corridors of Northern Africa, connecting the Sahara with the remote markets of the Southern Forest Lands and Western Sudan. The rise and fall of the powerful and more dominant Songhai people and the resulting competition for control of trade routes incited a continual warring among the Hausa people and their neighboring settlements during the 15th and 16th centuries. In the continual competition for power among the Hausa states, Zazao for a time achieved predominance under Queen Amina. Her intelligent conquests allowed her to annex several vassals. This way, the merchants from her kingdom could gain safe passage through the several lands and the kingdom continued to flourish. The expansion of Amina's kingdom made it the trading center for all of Southern Hausa land, spanning the traditional east to west, trans-Saharan axis and guaranteeing Zaria's prosperity. Amina brought unheard of wealth to the land. One description cites a tribute payment of 40 eunuchs and 10,000 kola nuts. As the kingdom of Zazao grew in might, so also did Amina's reputation extend far and wide. Very few kings could boast of the many conquests she had under her belt in such a short period. Her kingdom rose to become a formidable threat to many others in the territory. She demanded allegiance and commanded respect. Wisdom required that many leaders court her favor as she was a force to reckon with. One of the earliest sources to mention Amina is Mohammed Bello's Infaq al-Misr, composed in 1836. He claims that Queen Amina was the first established government among them, and she forced Katsina, Kanu, and other regions to pay tribute to her. Bello unfortunately provided no chronological detail about her. It is said that Queen Amina lived an enigmatic life as she refused to marry for fear of losing power. Perhaps she could have been rumored to be a man because it was totally incomprehensible that a woman would deny herself the joys of family life and motherhood in order to preserve the throne that had been her father's and her brother's before her. Instead, 
from time to time, she would take a temporary paramour from the legion of vanquished foes after every battle. After spending one night together, she would condemn her lover to death in the morning to prevent him from ever speaking about his sexual encounter with the queen. None but one escaped alive after such a clandestine encounter with Queen Amina. A wealthy Arabian prince is said to have snuck out of her bed before the dawn of his execution. Greetings, my queen. I come bearing gifts in honor of your majesty. Prince Khalid, to what do I owe this honor? And what do you have for me? The news of your kingdom and prowess spreads fast across the entire region. I have heard much about your military strength, your leadership, and fighting skills. But uh, not much has been said of your striking beauty. I am glad. I came to see for myself. I am a no my queen. Hmm. The rumors of your flattery indeed are true, and so is the rave of your good looks. I have brought you thousands of male and female slaves. Hundreds of bags filled with gold and silver. In this bag is an ointment made from the most precious oil of our land. <laughs> you are very generous, Prince Khalid. Come with me. Greatness cannot live in the flesh forever. Some accounts say Queen Amina died during a military campaign at Atagara near Bida in Nigeria sometime in 1633. The battle was said to not have been as fierce as the many battles which she repelled and emerged victorious. To this day, it is uncertain how she died at Atagara. However, other accounts have it that Queen Amina merely disappeared after being seduced by a wealthy Arabian prince. That record claims that after making love to her, the prince snuck out of her bed before dawn when he would have been executed. Amina simply couldn't bear the torment of a man having known her and lived. Whatever the true account about her death may be, the world remains honoured to have had such a woman rule a kingdom in Africa, in Nigeria to be precise. Although Amina's success as a ruler did not have a trickle-down effect on her female successes, Amina enjoyed a lasting reputation, bordering on legend as a woman warrior. Sultan Bello of Sokoto wrote, Strange things have happened in the history of the seven house estates. And most strange of these is the extent of the possessions which God gave to Aminatu, daughter of the ruler of Zazel. She waged war in the Hausa lands and took them all so that the men of Katsena and the men of Kanu brought her tribute. She made war in Bauchi and against the other towns of the south and of the west so that her possessions stretched down to the shores of the sea. Beyond her expansion of Zazal territory, she created trade routes throughout northern Africa. Additionally, Amina had been credited with ordering the construction of a distinctive series of ancient Hausa fortifications known as Amina's Walls and with introducing kola nut cultivation in the area. Though the life and times of Queen Amina of Zazal have been watered down to myth and legend, facts tell the opposite. 
We will not forget that in these same lands we walk on today, once lived a brave queen whose exploits were so great and powerful, she was considered an enigma. Her name was Amina, meaning truthful, honest, and the kingdom of Zazal, now called Zaria, was her home. We must continue to recover our radical histories, stories and voices, so we can chart better futures for ourselves. Remember, forgetting is violence and silence is violence. In the National Arts Theatre in Lagos State, Nigeria, there is a statue of Queen Amina. We remember Queen Amina. Thanks for listening to Story Story. We will be back next week to tell a story about the Ekba Revolt a resistance movement led by the Abeokuta Women's Union in the late 1940s against the imposition of unfair taxation by the Nigerian colonial government. Remember to leave a review and rate the podcast. It will help us reach more people who want to learn more about history. A quick note about recreations you have been hearing. In most cases, we can't know exactly what was said. Those scenes are dramatizations, but they are based on historical research. What did you learn today? Don't forget to follow and tag us on Instagram at Story Story. We'll see you next time. Story Story is a Lanoire Aderemi production supported by the Lord Roots Memorial Fund. Script design, sound design, music, and audio production by Lupify Media. Executive producer is Lanoire Aderemi. Producers are Emmanuel Akeju, John Alimi, and Victor Durojaye. Production, sound design, and music by Esther Kainde Ajayi, with assistance from John Alimi. Script design by Emmanuel Akeju, with assistance from Victor Durojaye. Narrated by Esther Kainde Ajayi. Queen Amina was played by Esther Kainde Ajayi. Queen Amina's mother by Beverly Ajayi. Karemi and male warrior by Musa Mo. Arabian prince by Wael Amri. Midwife by Lama Godos. Social media management by Elizabeth Akeju. Cover art by Samuel Adeyemi. PR by Dare Balogun. Special thanks to Ashiri Magazine for their research and support.